Hey everybody, welcome to episode 20 of the Master Class. This is Dave instead of Cam. He put me on the spot tonight, and so I'm the one that is welcoming you to our latest episode, and we're really excited to see what we have tonight. Here with me, I guess for the first time, no, always <laughs> with me, but for the first time that I'm ever reaching out saying he's yes. with me, is Cam Brennan. How are Hi. you, Cam? Uh, I'm good. I'm really uh, impressed, Dave. I feel like I've been holding you back for the last 19 episodes. Oh, whatever. Because <laughs> literally 10 seconds before I hit record, you were, oh, maybe next week, and you just nailed it, so... Oh. Touche, very much. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, Cam just uh, sprung it on me that he wanted us to start tonight, so or wanted me to start tonight. So I was a little nervous, but you know, Home we run, got dude. past it. <laughs> so here we are. So, yes. all right, should we go ahead and kick off with some follow up? Yes. Or kick yes. off. Yes. Go, follow go up. Move on to follow up. Follow up with the things. All right. Do you want me to do the follow up as well? I I can talk. Okay. Why don't you talk? Then? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've, we've talked about it for the last two episodes because we initially talked about it in episode 17, and then we thought, ooh. So we've mentioned the T-shirts in the last two episodes, the Pride Cometh Before the She-Bears T-shirts. We're gaining some traction here, people. I've had folks reach out to me and say, I must have one of those shirts. So I am going to try and design a T-shirt that is not ugly and not silly, but still says, Pride cometh with the she-bears. And then once that is designed, we will put it on this lovely website called teespring.com where you can go and purchase said t-shirt and then tell all of your friends about it so some of them will buy the t-shirts. And then magically, as if it was planned, your t-shirt will arrive in the mail for you. It's this wonderful thing called the internet. Yeah, crazy world we live in. Yes. So they're going to probably cost you around 20 bucks. So hopefully I didn't just lose everyone that said they were interested in the t-shirts before. But that'll include shipping and taxes and might wind up being like 25 after all that. But you're getting a one-of-a-kind, one-off t-shirt. I've, I've purchased three shirts for other podcasts from Teespring, and they were all about $23.99 or something like that. But they're t-shirts that I know that only like 150 other people on the planet have. Yes. So there's kind of that novelty. Plus you get to support people that you like. So... You know, hopefully you're you're buying it to support us and not just because it's a funny t-shirt. <laughs> but hey, even if that's the case, we'll take it. We don't care. So We're not picky. Exactly. So we will uh, tell your friends that they're coming. Not, not the She Bears, but the t-shirts. <laughs> and uh, as soon as I am happy with the design, I will get Dave's approval and then we will tell the internet that the shirts are ready and we will announce it on the podcast, of course. But be looking for that in the next week or two, hopefully. I'd like to get that done because I still have that book that apparently we're writing that just it's like this mountain that I just <laughs> like, how am I going to climb that? Like we're sitting at, I'm sitting at like, I don't know, like 8,500 words and it's just, oh my and gosh. it's just the outline. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm just like, what That's did crazy. I get us into? <laughs> That's crazy. So knock off the small project of the t-shirt and then just kind of jump in the water of the book and see if I can swim. Yes. So that was our follow-up, really. That was it? Also, my sister's back from Nigeria. Ah, that is that a was, good thing. That was a bit weird. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. So my sister was in Nigeria uh, for like the last three weeks in the city of Jos, J-O-S. I don't know if it's a soft J, Yos. <laughs> they, they yog while they're there. I'm not sure. But anyways, she was over there, and 
the fine folks of Boko Haram decided, hey, let's go bomb the city and shoot people. So they bombed the city and shot people. And uh, 44 people died, I think, was what oh, I heard. Gosh. Uh, but Rachel's back and safe and Good. was never near any of the chaos, but it certainly freaked her out a bit. So we're happy she's home. She was a guest on episode, help me here, Dave. Oh, gosh. She's been our only guest so far. <laughs> it's it's the episode entitled, We Have a Special Guest, and it may be Joel Olstein, but it wasn't. It was my sister, Rachel. So, all right, I'm done talking. All right. <laughs> so, yes, please order T-shirts. Um, if you want to reach out to us to let us know that you're interested in those. Yes. You can get a hold of us at Masterclass FM, which is on Twitter. Yes, we love Twitter. So you can uh, email us at masterclassfm at gmail. What is it? Yes, at gmail.com. Gmail.com. <laughs> and, and it's because I'm too cheap to pay for email. Gmail's free. No, I think I'm, it, I'm not going to pay for I it. I don't know why I hesitated there, why I was doubtful. Uh, it's been around for a while, Dave. <laughs> And then our show notes are at masterclassfm.com slash masterclass slash 20. Correct. And you can actually reach us at any of those places, Twitter, email. Yeah, you could even leave a comment on the show notes. Or a comment, a blog on the show notes. So mm-hmm. you could certainly do that. And then if you want to reach out to Cam directly on Twitter, at Cam Brennan. And if you want to reach out to me, it's at 108HBO. All letters except for the eight is actually the letter eight. The number eight? The number eight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, one more Six thing. of one, half a dozen of the other. Yes. Uh, before we get to the Bible and the whole reason that we're here, mm-hmm. we have a request of our fine listeners, Dave. Oh, really? Yes. There's this, this very uh, old technology called iTunes. Uh-huh. And you can find this very podcast in the iTunes podcast directory. And one of the things that really helps a new podcast like us um, get presented to a broader audience of the iTunes community is if our lovely listeners go and leave a rating about our podcast. If we get a decent amount of folks to go to iTunes, click on the podcast, then search for the masterclass, and click there, and then uh, click the leave a review button. If we get enough people to do that, that will help our show rise in the search ranking. So when people search for a podcast, I want a podcast about Jesus and the Bible. The masterclass won't be buried at the bottom. We will be ranked a bit higher because folks have said, hey, I like this show. These guys are kind of (laughs) okay. That will help, and we would be incredibly grateful to those folks that go leave an iTunes review because I only have so many friends, Dave. Yes. (laughs) I hear you. Me too. But we think that the show is pretty decent, and we think that other people might like it that we don't know. And so one of the ways that we can reach those other people is if our show winds up rising in the rankings and there's people out there that are looking for a podcast that's about Jesus, that's about the Bible, that's about being a Christian today, that's actually applicable and fun and not boring to listen to. Well, we think we kind of fit somewhere in those parameters, hopefully. And if yes. we don't, tell us, because that's where we want to be. <laughs> we don't want to be, you know, whacking you with your knuckles with the with a ruler and and doing all the rote stuff. We want to we want the show to be uh, engaging with scripture in a 
fun slash funny slash actual like real way. Absolutely. So yes. that's that's what we're trying to do. If we're not doing that, let us know. And if we are, leave a review on iTunes. Pretty, 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 please. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. We're uh, uh, now. I think are we done selling ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's the other thing that's just weird is to have to sell yeah. yourself. But that's kind of the way it goes with this stuff. So. But we really like you guys. Yeah. I just I just winked. <laughs> All right. Enough of this. Let's get to the the main course. All right. So we are, are we have uh, gone through Matthew five and Matthew six, and we are now on Matthew seven. Imagine that seven comes <laughs> after six. So we are on Matthew seven one th- uh, verses one through six, and I will read those for us now. And again, um, this is from the ESV. If you are curious, so judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. All right. That last verse. Yes, I did not suddenly switch back to the Old Testament on so verse weird. 6. <laughs> <laughs> that is in Matthew, in the words of Jesus. So. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's let's start from the beginning, as we, as we generally do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so are we not supposed to judge anyone at all? Because I feel like some people might look at this and go, "Oh, I can't judge you. You only God can judge me, Dave. You can't judge me. Don't tell me I'm wrong." Well, I can judge you. (laughs) Oh, Uh, unfortunately, I do think that is the case, Uh, and particularly for who our audience is geared towards, and Mm -hmm. those are folks that uh, would consider themselves Christians and are looking to. Um, understand better what it is that Jesus said and how that applies to our lives. Now, granted, if you don't necessarily consider yourself a Christian, doesn't mean that we don't appreciate having you as a listener, and we are very excited to have that. But what I'm about to say is not directed towards you. It is directed towards those who have made a decision to follow Christ and to to live that life. Um, And so... I guess, in a sense, there's kind of an element of kind of letting you know what you're getting yourself into <laughs> if you should decide. behind the curtain. You know, yeah. And ultimately, you know, truly believe uh, the Holy Spirit is, that's his job. You know, his job to convict you and to kind of work in your heart and to reveal himself to you and move you to a place where, um, I don't know, you make a decision that you want to commit your life to him. So... Uh, the, the verse for me uh, that I recalled was 1 Corinthians 5. And it talks about, um, well, it deals with a guy that's sleeping with his father's wife. Ew. Yes. So <laughs> now, now whether that's his mom either way. or his stepmom, yeah, exactly. It's still either way. That's not right. Um, so that, that that's kind of the issue at hand. And this is going on 
amongst uh, people that would say they're involved in the church. He's a believer. He's wanting to do, he's wanting to live a life that glorifies God. He's wanting to do what God wants him to do based on things that, you know, he's involved in the community. So I'm going to um, skip down to you, uh, skip down to uh, 1 Corinthians 5, 9. And um, this is Paul writing to the Corinthians who uh, basically they're in Corinth. Mm Mm-hmm. And that would be Italy, Greece. Okay, Greece. I'm sorry. Thank you, Greece. Rome, Roman, Roman, Roman Empire, is, is, but in Greece, yes. <laughs> Greece. So, which they're having their own problems today. So, oh. anyway, it says, <laughs> I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. I think most of us agree having sex with mom, sexually immoral. Not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave this world. But now I'm writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, in other words, somebody who is saying, I'm a follower of Christ, but is sexual, sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or slander or drunkard or swindler. Do not even eat with such people. What business is, what business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked person from among you. So, long answer short, uh, I think in love, there is an expectation for us to judge those folks who are in the church, and the folks who don't aren't in the church, that's God's business. So, that's my two cents worth. Interesting. <laughs> Forgotten about that book. <clears throat> <laughs> Do you have a different take? Well, on? no, I, I think it's like obviously what Paul says makes sense. So I guess then my my approach is like here in verse one it says, Judge not that you be not judged, which is like the most Yoda sentence in the whole <laughs> Bible. Um, I was about to do a really terrible Yoda. Was gonna, and and, and <laughs> filter. Yeah. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Because it would have been really embarrassing. Yoda's not one of my good accents. <laughs> um, but it says, judge not that you be not judged. Yet Paul calls us to, in that sense, yeah, like if, if they're brothers, brothers and sisters in Christ, we have the obligation, seems like a negative word. We have the opportunity to go to them in Christian love and say, look, I see this in your life and it's not good. God will judge everybody else. And, um, oh man, I just had a Bible verse and now it's <laughs> gone. Um, I think, oh, I'm really upset now, Dave. I had, I had the exact reference and now it's gone. Too bad. This is Matthew 18. Yes. See, this is why we do the show together, Dave. <laughs> What else in my head do you know that's scary? <laughs> Not much, probably. <laughs> yeah, the uh, go to your if you see your brother in sin, go to him alone. If he doesn't listen, bring a third party. If not, bring him before the body. And that's very much uh, judge. You're judging that person in that you are seeing something in your life that is not good, and you're you are making the decision. This is not good. I need to help my brother. And so, I think kind of the warning in seven one is look if you don't want other people to judge you you better get out of everybody else's business you can't 
have your cake and eat it too in the sense that I can walk around judging everybody else, but you can't say crap to me because I'm whatever. I'm better than you. I'm more educated than you. I'm a Pharisee. I know the law, but whatever the case may be. So he's kind of saying, I think if we believe what scripture says in other places that judging fellow believers out of love with the intent to help them out of sin is a good thing, then you can't sit there and judge other people and not expect that same back on you. Because if you're sitting there judging other folks and not wanting to be judged, it's usually you're saying, oh, oh, I'm better than you because I don't do this. Or, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said that or did that. It's, it's, much, it's more of a putting folks down type of situation. Like, look how holy I am. I'm going to go pray on the corner like we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. And you'll receive your reward accordingly. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, there it is. It's done. Congratulations. Yeah. You've received what you want. So, I th- yeah, I think Jesus is just kind of saying, like, if you were going to judge other folks, fully expect to have that same come back to you. And it's it's kind of a, a humble yourself before other people because if you were going to um, point out their flaws or their wrongs in a prideful way you better get ready to be humbled yeah so yeah and i even think there's even an element of that too of um hopefully in my walk with god i'm receptive to that as well you know if i'm doing something that i shouldn't be doing and i have a brother or sister in christ who sees that and is like man dave needs to get on the right track i i I hope I would want to know that. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I would want to know that yeah. because, but I would hope that that would be the kind of person that I would be of, I'd want them to come to me and go, okay, Dave, I know you're preaching about, you know, this when you're doing your podcast, but have you ever thought about, you know, the way you talk about this? And there are certainly things in my life like that. I mean, there are certainly um, sin that, um, I've probably said other things to other, like I've said, maybe not so much about them, but maybe to like my wife or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's still not, it's not edifying. It's not my, my purpose in talking about that person or bringing them up or judging them is not for their benefit. It's to make me feel better about myself mm-hmm. or whatever I get out of it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to step out on a limb and say that I'm not the only person that finds it very easy to judge other people. Absolutely. Yeah. I think... Part of part of being human, and, and obviously I don't know what life is like from the female perspective. Um, I just don't. Um, but part of being a guy is when you walk in a room, at least I think, you kind of size everybody else up and kind of figure out where you stand with everyone else in the room. Who's bigger than me? Who's stronger than me? You know, who's more intelligent than I am? Or vice versa. Oh, I'm I'm I could take that guy. I yeah I can I can uh, outduel that guy in a battle of wits. Or you, you you try and figure out your and a lot of that is is you're judging those people just based on how they talk and how they dress. And and I feel like ladies would do this in a very similar way as well. And, but what about us is so eager to point the flaws out in other people and we're kind of like all right i'm i'm doing all right i'm feeling pretty good about myself what what causes that or why do we do that because it seems like such a stupid and pointless thing to do 
It seems stupid and pointless, and yet we all do it. Yeah, that's that's why I'm confused because yeah. it does it does not compute. I mean, my you know, the simple answer is is we're sinful, and I I don't think it's I don't think it's unique to us either. I think it's very much a throughout history, anywhere in the world, um, and. Ultimately, I'm guessing that we're just, well, guessing. If, I, if I'm if i kind of introspective, it's probably, I do it out of insecurity. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, it, it makes, for whatever perverted reason, it makes me feel better about myself. Um, there's even, you know, I, 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 the other thing I will say is this, is that when I do that with another person, it, um, it makes me feel like, okay, we, this, this person and I have connected, like we're, this person and I, that I'm talking with, we're on the in crowd yeah. and the person that we're talking about is in the, you know, they're not yeah. in our little, but I'm sure you know, as soon as I leave, people talk about me, you know, it's, it's just (laughs) stupid. So do I have a good answer for you? No. Do you have some insight into why we do it or thoughts as to why we do Uh, it? I don't know if I have any insight. I have ideas. I mean, I think you're spot on that it's just part of being sinful and, um, I just I think that there's something innately childish about it and for whatever reason childish things have a natural appeal because it's simpler it's easier it's more base um, and, and I feel like a lot of how a, a big part of how Satan works in this world is to get us to think that childish things are um, desirable. Mm. Um, or the, the put it another way, that the easy way out is the best way. And that's never the case, usually speaking. Right. You know? Um, so I think part of it is a lot of... Um, it's just easier to be immature about that sort of stuff. It doesn't take the willpower or the discipline or the reliance on God to talk about other people that way, to gossip, to, to slander. It's just easy. Oh, I can talk bad about that person and there's no repercussions? Okay, and it makes me feel better? Awesome, let's do it. Whereas the mature, godly thing to do is, is to resist that temptation say that person bears the image of God and no matter how crazy they make me in no way is me bad mouthing them to my neighbor edifying to God or making me more like Christ mm-hmm. but we don't think that we're like oh my God can you believe what in you know right. and it's so baked into just how adult small talk whether sports and oh my gosh have you seen what she did Right. <laughs> you know well and that's in the, there's like this we like take this joy when people fall when they stumble mm-hmm. it's like we you know we root for you to a certain point and then <laughs> well because i think i think part of us 
knows deep down how broken we are. And when the spotlight is on somebody else's brokenness, sure, that means, guess what? For this moment, they don't know about my, my stuff. No. I, can, I can point the spotlight away from my vulnerabilities, away from my weaknesses, away from the things I'm ashamed of about myself and blast somebody else. Because in that moment, I have the power to say, guess what? I'm better than you. And these people think so too because we're all looking at your issues. And so for that moment, we have that, that fake protection of, oh, they're not looking at me. They're not judging me. I can yeah. I cannot be on edge. Um, and I just think that's, I mean, and I've, I am like in that position a lot, like with coworkers and we're talking about this, that, and the other thing. And I'm just kind of like, oh, we're, we're looking at other people's issues and not mine. Mm-hmm. There's a safety, uh, limited, but there's this, this, buffer of they're not looking at my issue they don't know about that it's still a it's still a secret or whatever and i think that's kind of the drug that keeps us coming back to that sort of stuff is realizing like if i talk about other people they're not going to notice my crap yeah and of course until i leave and then they talk about it yeah well and i i will just say one of the things that came to my mind is as, as, as i was reading this and studying this was um, King David and um, Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. So if you take a look at Second Samuel 11, and you're not familiar with David and, and Bathsheba, that's where you'll find that story. Um, he basically slept with another man's wife, got her pregnant, and then sent her husband to the front lines because he knew he would get killed. After he tried to get him drunk. Yeah, after he tried to sleep with his yeah. own wife, so you would think the kid was his. So then in 2 Samuel 12, Nathan, who is David's good friend, comes to him and kind of gives him this story about a rich man, a poor man, and the poor man has a sheep. And the rich guy comes and takes the poor man's sheep uh, to give it to a guest. And so when Nathan tells this to David, and again, if you all want to read this on your own, 2 Samuel 11, 2 Samuel 12, I am now in 2 Samuel 12, verse 5, and it says, David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for that lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. Verse 7, Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I anointed you king over Israel, delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house to you. And your master's wives in your arm, I gave you. And so he keeps going on, and it <laughs> says, um, basically, now the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. And um, you can continue reading in verse twelve, and then also uh, Psalm fifty-one is sort of David's response to this. Uh, So if you want to look at it deeper, those are kind of the three verses that you can take a look at. But here is a guy that is described as a man after God's own heart, the king of Israel. He's there because of how he has served the Lord. Uh He does what he does in terms of having the affair and then having the husband killed. And he's the plank in his own eye. You know, I mean, it's just like he, you know, granted the speck is this... uh, uh, story that Nathan tells him to kind of confront him about it, but mm-hmm. you know he's so quickly to jump on this guy that took the the poor little sheep, the poor little lamb, and Nathan's like, ah, eh, 
you're the guy and not just a sheep, but yeah, a whole lot more. So I'm not telling this story to say it's okay by no means, because uh, if you study David closely, his life is really never the same after this. He's never quite the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it happens to the best of us, I guess is my point. And again, not like this freedom to, oh, well, King David did it, so I can did it, can do it. But it, it it's a very real, it's very much a reality of who we are and to, uh, in so many ways, I just I want to remind myself to just never think, boy, you can't ever that you, you would never get to that point, because here's a guy that very much was serving the Lord and seeking Him, and he fell into that, and I'm just that that's truly scary for me. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm terrified of doing a major screw up like that. Uh, God is a huge God that can forgive us. Um, so yeah, it, it, it it's such a part of, of of human nature and such a part of sinful human nature. So, all right. So the next question I have is pretty much exactly what verse three says. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? I read that and I was like, that's a really good question. <laughs> and I, I think maybe it gets back to some of the stuff that we've already talked about. Um, just that natural instinct to point the spotlight at other people and to have this thought about ourselves that like I'm I'm I'm, I'm pretty alright like I do you know I, I screw up every once in a while but I'm a pretty good dude like I do good things and I help people and oh that let's not talk about that let's talk about what he did and and I just it makes me crazy like I'm not gonna go stand in the corner and read my list of sins to strangers <laughs> I don't think the bible tells us to do that no but at the same time, it would just be really nice not to fool myself the way that I'm so tempted to do on a regular basis to say, like, oh, they're way worse than I am. It's like, yeah, we're all sinners. Right. You know, Christ Christ didn't die for my little sin and their big sin. No, he just died for our sins, period, so that God would be appeased. And whether... you. And, and then you even get into the whole, like, well, what's the worst sin, this or that? And I was like, well, guess what? You missed the mark, so it's a sin, and who cares? Um, so I just, I thought, I read I, I read across that, and I was like, well, that's the perfect question for us to discuss. Yeah. Because I don't have to make it up. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think one of, the, one of the things that we can do to see the plank in our own eyes is to make an effort to be... Um, more introspective to make an effort to be more self-aware and just kind of, um, and I know I've, I've mentioned this before and it's, I'd never take this lightly, but to ask God, you know, search me, reveal to me, show me these places that are in my life that I am just clueless of where I am sinning against you and you alone uh-huh. And help me to change. And um, like I said, I, I don't say that lightly because that's that's not necessarily a fun place to necessarily go for uh, God to do it. But I think that's one of the things that we need to do as Christians. I think we need to um, uh, we need to be more introspective. We need to take a look at those things. I think the other thing too that we probably need to be better about 
um, that while God doesn't tell us to go stand on our on the street corner and our, read our sins, is we probably need to be better about confessing our sins to each other. Um, you know, I think that is one of the things that um, the Catholic Church does really well in terms of making confession mm-hmm. important. Maybe not necessarily the way that it's done. Um, I've been tempted many times to go to the Catholic Church just just so you can to see confession. what that's like. Yeah. Because I've never done it. And he doesn't yeah. know me. I don't know him. But to me, that feels like cheating because he doesn't know me. Right. I don't and know him. And again, <laughs> I, I, there, I do have some issues with that. I'll be over very candid with it. But uh, And there's people that are smarter than me that could explain to me why it is. But I, I just, in the Christian church, we could be better about about confessing our sins to each other. And so when someone asks me at church how I'm doing, I shouldn't say, I'm great, how are you? I should say, oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at him and go, do you really want to know? Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I could but, share some things with you if yeah. you really want to know. So I think one of the things that, that I kind of landed on as I was thinking through this question is, um, I think it's easy for me to see the speck in someone else's eye to ignore the, the log in my eye because a lot of times when I am quick to judge other people it's because what they're doing or what I think they're doing is very similar to what I know that I'm doing and if I can if I can shun them or, or, or mock them or or put them down for doing something really really bad it's like I'm doing the same thing but look they got caught doing it you know yeah. and so for me it's like when when I feel that that temptation um, to to do that sort of thing to to point it out, and he, maybe not even to out loud, just in my head, like, oh my god, I can't believe he just did that. Like when I see when I see a guy blatantly check out a woman, like I work at a bank that's in a grocery <laughs> store, it happens all the time. This really pretty woman will walk by, and all the dudes just go and just they'll look her up and down and I'm like I can't believe they just did that I'm like I did it too like <laughs> I can't you know I I get super judgmental about it and I'm like I. Why I I I did the same thing. I'm just more subtle about it. <laughs> it doesn't make it any better. In fact, it probably makes it worse. You know. But I here I am casting judgment on all these dudes, and it's just like because I don't want to deal with. I don't want to judge myself. You know. Right. So, anyways. Absolutely. All right. How, Dave? Can we see this giant log that's in our eye? <laughs> it seems like it'd be obvious to see, but I feel like we're pretty good at putting up the blinders. Yeah, um, it, it goes back to, I think, what I was saying before of just um, prayer, introspection, um, asking God to reveal some of those things to us. Um, and then I think additionally is asking God to reveal it to us, uh, and then repenting when we find ourselves doing it, asking for forgiveness when we do it. Uh, so, you know, personally, that's just, um, I, you know, one of the things that I've tried to start doing is trying to start saying, okay, God, I, I, you know, I'm sorry, (laughs) forgive me. Uh, I, I, I'm asking for your forgiveness in doing this, um, and help me not to be that person. Um, the other thing that's just, that's just so hard is, um, just how often conversations take that direction. Um, you know, I know we probably do it enough by ourselves, but like we were kind of talking about when you're at work or whatever and 
conversations just seem to sort of take that natural path. You know, it, it comes up frequently. And I think you, there's, an, there's a, a need to make a conscious decision to not be a part of those kinds of conversations, which, again, that's going to be really hard because you're going to leave and go, okay, they're probably talking about me now or, you know, or even to stand up and just say, I'm not going it, to, it, it's awkward. It's, it's not natural to say to people, I don't want to engage in this kind of conversation mm-hmm. because we've all done it for so long that it's just not normal to not. So what you're saying is we should all quit our jobs and start fresh, right? Um, One of the few places where I can be a little bit um, like that is with my girls. You know, I I, I think it's my job as a dad to, to point out to them, hey, you know, you're saying this about this person, but can I remind you of this without, you know, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but hey, you you just did this. And generally, they're pretty like, oh yeah, I hadn't you know hadn't thought about that, hadn't reminded, and or hadn't it hadn't thought about it, hadn't been in my mind, and now you've reminded me. And um, so I think there there are opportunities, there are contexts where we can we can all do that. And then uh, for that matter, uh, for people that we're particularly close to and that we uh, respect, uh, maybe you you just tell them, I need you to hold me accountable for this. I'm asking for some help to not be this person so mm-hmm. i think there's some i think this truly is one of those things where there's some very practical things that you can do um yeah i think my my initial response to that question is how how can we see the log in our eyes that we have to have friends that care and we have to know that when those friends bring stuff up like this that they have our best um mm-hmm our best intentions or what's what I'm looking for. They have, they have the best in mind for us. Um, and, and these sort of friendships are not quick and easily made. They're, they take time and, and trust and experience and all that stuff. But I think I am someone who is more willing to acknowledge that sort of stuff when my friend says, hey, Cam, we need to talk. Or how are you doing with this or you mentioned this two weeks ago, has anything changed than I am to just go like, oh, let's be introspective and see what I can fix about <laughs> myself today. Right, yeah. You know, so while I agree with everything that you said, totally awesome, it's good stuff. I also think having people in your life, like, and I know I'm, I'm an introvert. I have very few friends, <laughs> and I like it that way. But the friends that I do have are there for a reason. They're people that I trust. They're people that I care for. They're people that I would do anything for and if one of those people were to speak into my life in that way I'd have to say okay mm-hmm. if it's some stranger yeah, yeah go take a long walk <laughs> off a short cliff I, you know I don't I have time but which is you know, a whole issue in and of itself but the people that are close to me that I care about if, when they talk I tend to listen even if I don't like what they're saying because they kind of earned that spot yeah. In my, you know, Burns inner circle of trust. <laughs> so that was my first thought to that question. But I, I totally agree with what you said. I think you're spot on. No, and I, certainly, yes, being in part, being in community is is a big part of being a Christian. We don't do it on our own. Yeah, that would be <laughs> interesting. All right, last question, Dave. Yes. 
What the heck is verse six talking about? <laughs> uh, that is that is a really really good for question. reference. Verse six says, "Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you." Yes. Obviously, it is talking about um, taking something that is of value and placing it in a situation where its value is lost or is not appreciated. So, things that are holy to dogs and pearls before pigs. So, there's, there's value in something, and now we're giving it to something that doesn't appreciate its value. Um, my, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know. But what have we just been talking about? We've been talking about taking the plank out of our own eye versus the speck in somebody else's eye. And I think it's very similar to um, what, what, the general conversation that we've been talking about here of um, don't don't take this because um, when we when, when you talk about you know judging King David and what he did with Bathsheba and how Nathan approached David about that that was a holy thing that was a Nathan approaching David was a godly thing. It had to be done. It was, there was a a divine appointment to use kind of our verbiage that we throw out there today. I think if Nathan had walked away from that opportunity, he would not have been being obedient to God. And so when we, um, when we start taking things like judging others and we turn it into gossip and slander, and we make it all about ourselves and making ourselves feel better versus trying to glorify God. We are taking what is holy and we're throwing it to the pigs. We're giving it to the dogs. Um, just like in 1 Corinthians 5, where it talks about this guy that's having sex with his father's wife. Um if we were to choose to ignore that, we would be doing a disservice. But if it's a if it's a sin that needs to be confronted, that is truly something that is holy. That is truly something of incredible value. And uh, one, it glorifies God. Two, uh, if the person receives what is being said, then there's going to be a behavior change and they're going to be closer to God. So I don't know if that is right, but those are kind of the, I guess what I'm, I'm going to take, it seems to me it's taking some of the value, giving it to people that don't appreciate it. And then we just got done talking about judging people. Mm-hmm. So obviously in its place, judging others within the body of believers is important, maybe even holy and can certainly glorify God. And yet if we get so caught up in the stupid little things then we miss out on um, the the holiness that can come from that. And we might even get it thrown back in our face. You know, well, who are you to confront me on this? Because I know you do X, Y, and Z. So, 
those that's again that that's Dave's take on this based on a week of looking at the scripture and <laughs> well I'll tell you what Cam's it. look is I have no <laughs> idea and it makes me so mad yeah like I I read this and I'm like why don't you make any sense and I get so angry that I'm like oh well this is what it means clearly <laughs> So like I get what you're saying, I get it, and I, and I'm on board. But I look at this verse, and I'm just like it. I I I do not see how it connects to. So I think my follow up for next week will be doing some research on this because it's like I read Jesus's other parables, and I'm like, oh yeah, I get that, I get that, I get that one for sure. This one, I'm like, oh man, it hurts my head, and I don't like to feel that way. <laughs> so I'm well and and it, 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 it but again it's kind of that whole just sort of like okay why don't you just tell us you know why do you why do you have to give us this <laughs> weird talk stuff that we don't understand yeah it just anyway. it comes so far out of left field for me that oh, it bothers me but i will i will look into it and Hopefully next week I'll be like, well, this is what I think it means. <laughs> and maybe I'll be able to sleep at night. Yes. All right. Well, I think we've... I think we're, yeah. I think we have completed the cycle, Dave. <laughs> so, thank you for listening, everybody. Really, we do. We, we love that people listen. It's still yes. novel and fun <laughs> and weird to us. Dave's, Dave's daughter still can't believe that we actually like her on iTunes. <laughs> so I don't think my wife can. She's like, what? So, so like, random people can find this. Yes. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, we agree. It's weird. <laughs> but it's also really cool. So we're just, we're, we're grateful that you listen and that, you know, we, we made it to the end of episode 20. Who knew that? Wow. Who, who knew that we would ever get this far, Dave? Uh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. Yeah, I, I would have never guessed that. And and actually, really, I, we're hoping that this continues and that we... I was going to say, there's a lot more Matthew to go. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. A lot of red letters in Matthew. Yes. But we, we thank you so much for listening, and we ask you very, very politely to please leave a review on iTunes. It would mean very much to us. And you can find the show notes for links to the verses that we talked about at masterclassfm.com slash masterclass slash 20. And if you want a t-shirt, let us know at masterclassfm (laughs) on Twitter. All right. Anything else, Dave? That's all I got. Any parting wisdom? Uh, Don't throw pearls to pigs. That's, yes. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs)